You are listening to audio from the Decidedly Podcast. This episode is a highlight clip from this week's full episode. To listen in on the complete conversation, see the show notes for the link to the complete show. You can help us out by leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate every bit of your support. I'm Morgan McKittrick, your producer, and this is Decidedly. Yeah, like at first, you know, I was probably pretty emotionally charged in the in the thinking of, you know, in even considering it. And what I mean by that is like, I would imagine that most people who have gone through a, a partnership split, although maybe the ultimate decision wasn't made out of emotion, like the first time you think about it is probably emotion. In the same way that like think firing uh, an employee is really emotionally charged. Yeah, it shouldn't be the the actual act shouldn't be emotionally charged, no, right? No, if you're firing someone out of anger, that's not good. But the first time you ever think about firing someone, you're going to have emotions because you don't want to be doing that. Well, I yeah, I mean your your emotions are pretty much a poor decision making framework. Yeah, and, and so you need to really get out of that high emotional state, whether it's a high energized, angry, or high. Uh, low state something like that and, and so i think you'd want to make sure that you're out of that kind of state either way yeah and i, I did I, I i had to really be careful with that because and that was a challenge like i knew that i knew hey you know what just leaving because i'm frustrated is probably not a good idea um and i can't <laughs> leave because i'm mad um and well but here's what's interesting though you could because you brought up uh employee you know, yeah. uh, severing a relationship with an employee, firing an employee, you shouldn't do that uh, at, at emotion. I, and I agree with that. I remember somebody told me one time that the the best time to fire somebody is the first time you think about it. Yeah. And, you know, and I always go back to that. And that while that may not be technically true, it always seems right afterwards because it's uh -huh. it's that event <clears throat> that causes you to think about it. And so that's what's important about that event is that that's the driving factor in the decision making, but it causes you to then reflect on, oh, what are the reasons? Is this a good fit? And so I'm, I'm guessing that was the, the triggering event for you. Yeah, that was exactly what, what happened was, you know, that wasn't the main reason a year and a half ago and why I ended up making the decision last week that, right. you know, but that's what caused the first thought. And then it became harder to ignore other things. So, uh, you know, similar to an employee, it's like, you know, you know, I'm going to fire John because he was, you know, he underperformed or he lied to me or he did this or what. Right. Well, then every other little thing that John does is going to be under the microscope of. So, so when you, when you look at, so that was an event, there were other events, I'm guessing that caused you to then reevaluate. How did you come to the decision then to to do it yeah, when it was, did you decide it was really hard you know i mean when i first started thinking about it um i didn't i i remember sharing with a close group of friends um that i i felt could you know m maintain that confidence uh, or confidentiality uh -huh. and i shared it with them as soon as i felt it and i remember what i said and i said i'm mad that i feel this way like i'm mad yeah because yeah, you're I, disappointed yeah i was like i don't want to even be thinking about this 
I don't want to be thinking about this, but I now I like can't stop myself from thinking this. And the longer it went, like the more I would think about it, and the the less emotional it got over time. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my emotions towards other people, but right. the more emotional I got with my emotions about the situation, where I'm like, man, I really am just di- very disappointed, like you said. And so, in order for me to get to a decision. I felt like I had to go all the way through. I had to no longer feel those emotions or at least um, I think it started with wanting to not feel them, but I had to work through fully understanding those emotions and like reconciling with them. So I knew that I wasn't going to leave as long as I was upset with a partner because that wouldn't be helpful. And I wasn't going to leave as long as I felt this sort of disappointment around the feeling in the first place, because then I felt unsure. It was like, well, what, what do I logically think if I can remove this emotion? So although I don't want to be questioning the partnership, I am. So now let me actually think it through because as long as I was caught up on feeling disappointed in, in thinking that way, I wasn't allowing myself to actually think it through. Yeah, it was, I, I was I was actually allowing myself to discount the severity of the decision, thus not make a decision. Right. So I was able to say, well, I'm disappointed, therefore I don't I don't want this to be true. So oh, I'm going to ignore it. Did Did you find that maybe you went through some of the stages of grief because it, it, it you're losing a relationship when you when you take a partnership and you sever it, right? Yeah. I mean, you're you're losing a relationship. No, I think I. Probably didn't. I definitely did not think of it that clearly going through it, but I can see that looking back. Yeah, for sure. You're like angry. Yeah, it was obvious. I was really upset first. Uh, Yeah, and and then there was definitely denial in there. I don't know the stages of grief, um, like the back of my hand or anything. But um, you know, I didn't get to like a place of real acceptance until I really like knew that I was going to make the decision. Once I, it actually, in my mind, I told myself, I made a commitment to myself. I said, I'm going to tell my partners on this day. I can relate to the fact that what, you know, once you decided to do it, then uh, it's hard to get out of your head. I remember when I looked at uh, selling my business and I thought about it, uh, I could never not know I was going to do that. And yeah. so it began to color decisions that I would make that may not have been the same decisions I would have made if I hadn't known I was going to sell my business. Yeah. And so then you, then you have to just push yourself forward to say, okay, now I've got to set a time frame. Yeah. Uh, because once you can't it, unknow it. No, you're exactly right. Yeah. Like once it, once it became to the, so the, there was a point in time where it started to come into my head as I was making what should have been unrelated decisions or or other decisions. Right, right. They and, color at all. And I'm going, um, you know, if I wasn't going to leave, I would do this. But if I am going to leave, I would do this instead. And once I started thinking that way, I was like, well, now I have to. Yeah, you I can't stay in that in that state very long because you're you're not going to be making quality decisions. I don't think it's ethical either to to do that. Well, it's it's not it's not in anybody's best interest yeah. to be in that state. It, you're not making decisions that are helping your team because you're thinking 
well, if I'm going to leave, I'm going to do something different, or what would I do here? And and you have to re- it really puts you in a in a place that challenges your integrity, and you I don't think that's a good place to be. No, it was I didn't like it at all. Yeah. Um, so you you want to travel through that through that space very quickly. Yeah. I mean, it's unavoidable. So you have to decide, then you have to act. And so there is going to be this unavoidable period of time, but that can't drag on. No. No, I tried to make that as short as possible. Right. It's just like any any relationship. If you knew you were going to uh, end a relationship with somebody on a personal level, you can't just let that carry on with you yeah. knowing you're going to end that relationship. You're not going to be treating them, you know, with with the honor they deserve. Yeah, no, you're totally right. So um, it's interesting, you know, we talk a lot about decision making and I, you know, I feel like that's what I do every day with clients is help them make better decisions. It was, this is probably the most significant. Did you, did you have a framework that you went through that caused you to say, oh, you know, like a, you know, a Franklin T here, here are the pros and cons of staying. Yeah. I mean, I, I going or did, how did you go about? I it? feel like I really did every single possible one. I mean, you got, you got mentors. Yeah. You I, went with your, your business group and you shared that. So you got some well, counsel. I, there's also a difference in mentors and, um, and counsel it, because, you know, I, I go to, to my counsel group, um, really almost exclusively to be able to talk it through out loud. Right. And not because I wanted them to give me advice. Right. Because sometimes they'll give really not good advice. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I know that I actually want to talk to them because they're not going to give me advice. Yeah. Um, you know, and and that that's tricky. You know, it's like did you every, find some of them trying to give you advice on it? No, no, oh, okay, no, okay. no. And I know that they won't. Okay. That's why I talk to them. Right, um, is because they'll listen, and 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 help me understand. So tell me about the value of having that discussion without getting the advice. Yeah. Them. So the someone who's going to give advice, like, and this is actually really kind of a struggle for us as advisors the, um, it is in the name it's yeah. our job so yeah. in, when, when i think about advice giving advice entangles a relationship that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that it makes the relationship better or worse it just means that it's in this weird space where there's a lot of things that can go wrong okay so if i give you advice and you don't take it then you know, what am I going to think about you if you keep having the same problem you came to me for when you had that advice? Right. So you're telling me that you've got an employee that just bugging the crap out of you. And I said, well, I have to fire them. Right. You know, and you don't. Well, then next time you complain about it, I'm just going to think you're stupid. Right. Um, the opposite's true. What if I tell you, you take my advice, you fire that employee, and then your sales go down? Well, are you blaming yourself? No, you're blaming. No, I'm gonna blame you. Yeah, because right. I told you to do it. Um, it so it can also cha- because of that risk that I have and that you have when I give you advice, it may change how you, wh- how and what you share with me. Right, you right. may not fully share all the details or all of the feelings associated with this event because you know advice is coming. Right, right. so if you know advice is coming and that advice might be harmful to your ego. You might color it slight the situation slightly differently as to avoid the advice that would make you uncomfortable. 
So you're telling me that this employee is bothering you because they won't do what you tell them, you know, whatever. They won't meet their sales goals, whatever it is. But you're also not telling me that you've, you know, broken several promises to them on the the promotions that you would give them. You haven't sought out additional training for them outside of the company. That you're worried that you're not a good leader. Yeah, that you're insecure about yourself as a leader, that you're also having money problems, with whatever, you know. And so because you're not sharing those, it may oversimplify the situation and cause me to say, oh, yeah, just fire them. When if you told me everything, the advice might be, well, hey, maybe you actually need to. You need to, yeah, you need you need to, to either, promote them and get to them in a system. You, need you actually need to get away. Thanks for making the great decision to listen in to this week's episode highlight. If you want more of what you just heard, see the show notes for the full episode. As always, for the latest decision-making tips, find us on decidedlypodcast.com or on Instagram at decidedlypodcast. And be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter from the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as well. We read all of your comments, so if you learned some decision-making tips today, let us know. Until next time, this is Decidedly. Insights, advice, and comments provided by Sean Smith, Sanger Smith, and speakers identified as part of the Decidedly podcast should not be considered recommendations. Speakers who are not identified as members of Decidedly are expressing their own opinion, and their statements should not be construed as reflecting the views of the Decidedly team. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes, not personalized advice.